Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. This is episode 65. Hello, everyone. This is episode 65 for the week of June 25th, 2018. Hey, Amy. Good to see you. Good to see you, Pam Cakes. Woo! Oh, my goodness. I have to ask you. All right. Okay. Well, this stems from mm-hmm. my my son's friend. Yes. He just left for Disney World <gasps> Woo-hoo! with his mom. His awesome. mom's son trip. How fun is that? I want to oh, do that. Oh, fun. But guess what? What happened? He broke his foot like oh. five days ago. Oh. And oh. so now he's gimping around. Oh, poor little guy. I know, right? But oh. Pam, this is crazy because this kind of ties in with our episode today. This is true. Because we are going to talk about Disability Access Service, which is also called DAS mm-hmm. in Disney terms. Mm-hmm. And this is a special service that you can get at Disney. But... Before we get into all that, uh-huh. let's do our little icebreaker. Go for it, woman. Pam, mm-hmm. have you or any of your children ever broken anything? I have never broken a bone. My husband has never broken a bone, which is pretty amazing considering the childhood he had from the stories <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> so pretty amazing. Nothing ever got broken. Uh, to my knowledge, none of my kids had ever broken any bones. Until, like, my my oldest son, Luke, was, I want to say he was, like, 15, 16. And he was a runner, still is a runner, but, you know, high school runner, track and field and cross country and all that. And felt like he wasn't getting enough oxygen. So, long story short, took him to the doctor because he was, you know, afraid that he had a, a deviated septum or something. Yikes. Turns out he did. And the doctor said, oh, Lone, you know, he probably broke his nose like years and years ago, and you just never realized. Really? It's like, oh, how do you I not realize bad. if you broke your nose? I don't get it's that. Like, you know, and something could have happened. He said, even you know, when he was a baby or something, and you just you had never known and never realized. And so, looking back on it, we realized when he was like a little kid, like maybe third grade or so, he talked about had an incident where he like ran. He was just running, you know, little kid running on the playground at school, had run into this bar and what? it caught him like right oh, in the nose. Oh no! And he talked about how painful it was, but you know, he seemed to be getting better, so we didn't just really shake th- it off and, and move it, on. It, it's not like his nose swelled up to the size of watermelon or anything, so we just didn't really think anything about it until like years later. Oh, so sorry. Evidently, it was broken. <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> so, hence surgery. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. It was. It was. Oh, man. So, how about you, woman? You and your fam? Thank goodness. Knock on plastic. Because we have no wood <laughs> by us. My children have not broken anything yet. So, that's good. Good. But uh-huh. I, myself, was a ginormous klutz oh. growing up. Oh. And one incident was very bad. Oh. Um I was in gymnastics, uh-huh. and we had a meet the next day, so we were practicing our floor routines. Okay. And the way that the gym was set up was like a long mat. Uh-huh. Okay. And then 
obviously the gym wall at the end of the oh, mat. So oh. I, so my coach, we were war- warming up and she goes, okay, round off five. That means round off five flip flops. Okay. So here I go. And I'm in fifth grade. I'm 10 years old. Flip flops? Yeah. Like you so, were on your shoes? No, like silly. No, flip like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, you guys, I don't... Do you hear what I... sandals you wear on your feet at the beach. Do you guys see what I'm dealing with here, people? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Who agrees with me, people? No. Sandals for the beach. Flip-flops. Oh, my gosh. Pancakes. A round off and a flip-flop, like a backflip. Okay, if if you say so. Okay. (sighs) Sorry. Continue on. (laughs) I think you're about to hit a wall from what I could gather. I think you're right. So she says round off five. That means five mm-hmm. flip-flops slash backflips. Okay. So here is my 10-little-year-old self uh-huh. running down the mat. Here I do my round off. I do one, two, three, four. And then in midair, after four, uh-huh. I hear my coach yell, Stop! But I'm mid-air, Pam. <laughs> so I basically... Well, if you had listened to your coach while you were mid-air, then maybe this wouldn't happen to you, Amy. I know, I know. <laughs> so I basically backflipped into the wall. Oh. And I was trying to be tough and not oh. cry, but it really, really hurt. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. Yeah. Um. So I sat on the side for the rest of practice, yeah. put a bunch of ice on my foot. Yeah. My, my parents picked me up afterwards. Uh-huh. My mom was basically like... You have a meet tomorrow. Suck it up. You're just doing this because you don't want to go to your meet. And I was like, no, my foot really, really hurts. So I I went to sleep that night. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, my foot was swollen like the size of like a soccer ball. Like oh. it was it was not even human looking. Uh-huh. My foot was ginormous. Mm-hmm. So we went to the doctor. And guess what? I broke not one, not two, but three metatarsals which are oh. are like the long bones oh, that long, that come yeah, yeah, before yeah. your toes okay like in the body of your uh-huh. foot i mean the uh-huh. like the main part of your foot oh. anyways so that was fun oh. and so i had to gimp around i got like a walking cast uh-huh. and all oh. that i'm sorry that's no fun at all <laughs> oh why are we t- sorry this is like a bad icebreaker <laughs> now we're all depressed and like talking about broken bones <laughs> okay well man, this was your idea so i I'm take no sorry, blame i'm sorry <laughs> I am sorry, that you, but you're all, you're fine now. This did not turn into a lifelong injury or of some sort. I have the feet of a supermodel. You They're could fabulous. never tell. Look at that. And you that- even have a pedicure. Let me put the glasses on. So I can- Very nice. Oh, yeah. Very nice. You can never tell I had broken metatarsals. That's awesome. So glad that you recovered so quickly. Thank you. All right, everybody, we are back. Woo! And we're going to talk a little bit today about how to do Disney with differences. Cool. And Pam, I know you just recently got back a few weeks ago from your trip. So fun. I know. So fun. I I need to go there. You do. I know. (laughs) But you had a couple of different things going on within your family. And I know we've talked about how you went 
with your immediate family. And then in this trip, you also went with some extended family as well with Sam's parents. Right. So in your immediate family, Mm -hmm. um, I know your son Dash has autism. Yes. So we want to talk a little bit about that today. And then we also want to talk about how your Mm mother-in-law... did Disney in a wheelchair. And this was your first time experiencing the whole wheelchair side of things with Disney. Correct. Yes. I had obviously seen a lot of people in wheelchairs or ECVs, scooters, you know, as Mm -hmm. you may call them, that type of thing, but had never traveled with somebody who was in a wheelchair. So it was an entirely new experience too. So that'd be cool to come back and share just what our experiences were with our son Dash. We obviously traveled with many times before to Disney and we're familiar with that. Um, doing Disney with him with autism, but the wheelchair thing was completely new. So wanted to share just our experiences, how it affected our family. Obviously, every case is different, so this information may or may not be helpful to you if you are traveling with or are somebody with autism or in a wheelchair. But just wanted to share what our thoughts were and how we experienced our trip. Perfect. Well, let's start with Dash, your great, son. Great. He. How old is he? So our son, Dash, is nine years old, and as I've talked about before on the podcast, he does have autism. Autism is a huge spectrum. He is on the um, more severe end of the spectrum, so it affects him very greatly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it would be helpful just as far as talking about him, just to explain kind of what we do our first day, because a lot of that sets into place the different things we have in place for him with, with autism uh, at Disney, and kind okay. of explains it from that So before we even go to Disney, one thing I'll do is our two youngest kids are nine and seven. So obviously at home, they're not in strollers. We're way past the stroller age. Nobody's in a stroller. Disney's a different animal. Disney is huge. Disney is gigantic. Yes. I mean, if I could get a stroller, but. Amen, sister, me too. Push me around in a stroller. I'd be a happy camper. Oh, goodness. Or (laughs) glamper. That's right. So one thing that we always do for our son, Dash, is that we will rent a stroller from a third-party company, so not from Disney. We've used Kingdom Strollers, we have used Magic Strollers, and we've used uh, Orlando's Stroller Rentals. All of those can be found online. Um, All very reputable businesses. We've had great experiences with all of them. And we'll rent this fancy stroller. We go ahead and get a double because might as well throw both kids in. And we get a a double stroller uh, because at Disney, first of all, it's just so much easier to push the kids around. Their legs just have a hard time keeping up with the adults. But also at Disney, the stroller, it has this big canopy goes over the top and it just can give him, our son Dash, a sense of being much more closed in Mm -hmm. and get away from some of the sensory issues he has. As well as something has just clicked in, I think, from, you know, the baby years of being in a stroller and knowing he was supposed to stay put in the stroller and Mm -hmm. being, you know, buckled in. And now, obviously, he's a big kid. He can unbuckle the buckles and will often dash off, which is why we call him (laughs) Dash on this podcast. Uh, But still, it sort of provides this almost cocoon for him. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know I'm here. I'm okay. And we have a relatively safe feeling that he's going to stay in the stroller. Sure. So we'll rent a stroller and they will whatever company we use will deliver it to Disney property and have it ready for us there at Bell Services the day we check in. Perfect. And so we've got the stroller. First thing we do is pick up a stroller and and Dash knows this. We got to our hotel, we're standing by the Bell Services desk and he started getting upset because we were doing something else and he started saying, red stroller, red stroller, red stroller. <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy. Yes. Does it have to be red? 
it, it often has been. And this, this year, it, it was red. You don't get to pick the color. You just pick the, the model. Well, lucky for him, it was yes, red. It was red. I think he would have been fine with any other color. But yes. So he remembers. He knows there's supposed to be a stroller. That's so funny. Um, so, so yes, we did get the stroller. And then once we have that, we have to do what we call the first day business. There's a bunch of stuff we have to do, sometimes with activating annual passes. But but one thing that we always do is get Dash's DAS set up. And DAS stands for Disability Access Service. And it's a system that Disney has set up uh, to help people with particularly waiting in lines at Disney. So we'll put a link to uh, all of this in the show notes. And Disney has quite an extensive page about um, services they offer for people with various disabilities. But this fits under, for my son, uh, under the case of being like a cognitive disability. So as we know, Disney World, unfortunately, is filled with many long lines waiting for attractions. Uh, In Disney speak, they're called queues, like like we're British or something. (laughs) And my son Dash just would not do well in those just doesn't really get the concept Uh, i've seen him before at like non-disney places you know like at a water park or something he'll just like slice through all the people and get to the front (laughs) of line there's no like oh you need to wait it's like nope it's like no and he's just gone and he goes up to the front and i'm like left in his wake like apologizing for him as well sometimes he can make these loud like verbal noises vocalizations which can be you know disturbing um, to others and he just does it for like some sensory relief uh, and you know things that just would not go along well with waiting for a lo- extended time in a line sure so you go to Disney and this is the way it works in our family you go to guest services has to be at one of the parks okay we found that out unfortunately this trip there's also guest services at Disney Springs but they do not do the DAS okay good to know so you go to one of the parks to guest services you can do this before you enter the park or once you're inside and you kindly request the DAS so the DAS is set up for people who have particularly a hard time waiting in the lines so what Disney does not want to know and cannot know or cannot ask rather is what the disability is Mm -hmm. So there are HIPAA laws and things like that in place. They cannot demand from you, you know, tell me your diagnosis or show me a doctor's note or any of that. They just want to know what accommodations you need because of whatever your issues are. Sure. So not what your issues are, but what accommodations do you need to make Disney doable for you? So myself, as the mom of this young boy, I I don't mind saying what his uh, diagnosis and his disability is. So I I have uh, in the past gone up and said, you know, hey, this is my son, Dash, and he has autism and would like to request the DAS pass. Um, Request is always a good way to go instead of going in and like being (laughs) demanding it, right, right, not has a really hard time with you know, waiting in lines. So the way it works is that you're not get it's not a front of the line pass. So just to make that clear, you're still doing the waiting that everybody else is doing, but you're allowed to do it in a different location, which makes all the difference. Sure. So you request the pass, and we're at the point now where we've had this for him, like, you know, since every, in one iteration or another, every trip we've done with him at Disney. So at this point, we just go up to guest services. This is my son, Dash. They can scan his magic band. They know it's him. And I say, we've, you know... I'd like to request the DAS pass for him. We've had it many times in the past. They can look up his record or whatever they have on his magic band. And lo and behold, you know, they see I am right. So they don't even bother asking me 
you know, why or whatnot at this point. So that's nice. I don't feel like I have to prove myself. Sure. And, you know, stay out of the case anymore. And the rest of the family members are also entitled they, to the pass? Right. So not entitled to the pass. So the person with a disability has the pass. Okay. Which would allow them to not have to wait in in the line, still wait the time, but not standing in the line. But obviously, if you're the person with a disability, you're not wanting to go to Disney World and ride the rides by yourself. Right. Or you can't just leave him in a Seriously? stroller oh, while yeah. you go on the ride, right. obviously. Uh, obviously. The, the point is to do the ride with your people and have that group yes. joint experience. Yes. So Disney allows, I think it's like up to six people along with a person on the, and you have to have all the people there with you, or at least all their magic bands. We always just take all the people. And they will scan all of your people in your party so that you can all be linked onto his his DAS pass. Okay. Uh, and you'll all be allowed to ride together. Gotcha. Sort of like a group fast pass thing. Sure. But this is, you know, you're declaring somebody as friends and family on your magic band, but this is with a DAS. So we have everyone there together. So everybody's got to be there. Everybody's got to scan through. They will take a picture of the person with a disability. If you're a parent and you feel uncomfortable with this, you can have a picture of yourself taken. I just go ahead and let them have a picture of Dash. That's fine with me. And they take the photo and then we're all linked up. And then lastly, I request the stroller as wheelchair tag for our stroller. Okay. So the rented stroller we have now, we get the stroller's wheelchair tag, which means that once we get, because I don't remember, I don't know if you've done this in the past, but you get to Disney, there's stroller parking everywhere because once you get to the attractions, they don't let the strollers go through the lines into the attractions. Right. Unless you have this magic red tag. Uh, and if you look back at our photos that I posted from our trip on Instagram, you'll see one I posted of the particular stroller we had, and you'll look there in the corner and you'll see the red, it's this big red shiny sticker. And it's a, it has a picture of a stroller and then equal sign and then wheelchair. Because <laughs> obviously if you showed up at the attraction with a wheelchair, they would let your wheelchair go through. Right. So this is telling the cast members that we're going to treat this stroller as if it were a wheelchair. Perfect. That this person needs because of their disability. And it just helps keep our son much more safe. And so, and that, if anything, perhaps even more than the DAS Pass is just... It makes or breaks it for us sure. because we have a place you can where keep him contained yes. in his little cocoon environment until the last possible minute. And then, then he needs yes. to get out and get onto the ride or right, the attraction. Right. And, and then we'll you. transfer him over. So quick fun story. We were waiting in line for Soren at Epcot. And our son, as I've said, Dash, He, certain people with autism, one of the, the things they might do is to run away um, and... Our son Dash has done this a number of times, and it is very freaky and frightening. Um, so the hard thing is he doesn't get a chance to, like, run around on his own a lot because... He'll can just be, run away. Seriously, it is very dangerous. That's scary. So when we're in a place where he can, you know, do some running around, supervised with somebody who can catch up with him, you know, it's kind of great. So we are coming in through the Fast Pass line to uh, Soren, and the next group in front of us is like, you know, long ways off. And so my husband with, with with our son Dash and he said, "Oh, you know, here Dash, you know, you can, you know, run up to run up there. Go ahead." And Dash kind of looks at him <laughs> and he like sure? takes a few steps <laughs> and it's like dad is still like encouraging this and he's like, "Okay." And I can see in Sam's mind he had thought Dash would like run up to the people and stop. And then stop, right. But that's not what <laughs> <But> happened. No. <laughs> so Dash runs up to the people and then he's like, "Boom." Slicing Keeps like running. hot knife through butter, going through the people. 
And the next thing, you know, my husband Sam's like, oh, and he's and right next to us was an empty line, you know, like an exit line or something. Sure. So he's hopping over that and he's jumping. And Sam says he could only see where Dash was by like the little like the flow and the movement of the, the crowds, the people, because suddenly <laughs> the they're being parting. Yes, because Dash is not stopping for these people. He's just slicing through them. That he's just hilarious. going out his way. And eventually, yes. My husband was able to catch hold of him, but oh my he is goodness. on the get-go. So this is, you know, very much a safety concern. I need some for of us. his energy, by the oh, way. Oh, tell me about it, woman. Oh man, I could use that energy. So tell me. So you have the stroller as wheelchair pass, right. and you have the DAS pass. Mm-hmm. So let's just play out a scenario and kind of walk me through how would it look with the DAS pass. Sure. So let's just say, for example. Dash wants to go on Space Mountain. Which he does. He is a roller coaster <laughs> junkie. Yeah. Total roller coaster junkie. I love this kid. <laughs> He's very much a commando like his father, not a cupcake like his mother. That's awesome. <laughs> very much. So it's it's been great as he's gotten older and, you know, now meets the height requirements to ride, you know, the big coasters because sure. he loves them. Oh. Loves them to death. He's a thrill seeker. Yeah. So what we'll do is at this point we have, you know, numerous magic bands for the kids because we've gone a number of times. So we'll take a cup, we'll take an old magic band of dashes and my husband will take it to the attraction that they want to get a DAS pass for. So the person does not have to be with you. Dash does not have to be there because he wouldn't understand if we approach the line and, and getting then a had pass to be turned and then, away. And then being told, hey, come back in like, you know, 45 minutes. Right. You know, it would have a hard time clicking in for him. So a different person, usually my husband, would run off to the attraction. Let's say it's Space Mountain. Let's say it's a 65-minute wait. Okay. The, you will, um, once again, request very nicely a DAS a return time, as they're called. And the cast member will scan the magic band of the person see that they're entitled to a DAS and then ask how many of the people who are linked on to that DAS are going to ride the ride with the person our son Dash and then get a return time so if the wait time was 65 minutes they'll slice like 10 minutes off of that for considering it's like walk back and forth from the attraction Mm -hmm. time and they'll say okay come back in 55 minutes and then you can at that point get straight into the fast pass line perfect as if you had a fast pass for this Excellent. So you can only have one of these passes at a time. Uh, so we can't. You can't just go and like stack up a bazillion DAS passes at once. You can have one at a time, and once that's done, then you can go get your next one. But at the same time, you still have your standard fast passes that you can use. So you have the the three that you could make in advance, and once those are done, you can keep making the additional rolling fast pass. Sure. And Disney encourages you to use to use it in that way. That's great. Now. Do these um, return times for DAS, do they show up on my Disney Experience they app? Do. They do. That's great. Because mm-hmm. otherwise that would be kind of hard to remember, all right, I'm supposed to be here right. at this time. And yeah. then, you know. Yeah. And the nice thing is there are a lot of ways like an, a fast pass, but they'll have a return time, but then they don't have an expiration time. So you can use them, you know, anytime after that particular time during that day. You just can't get your next pass until yes. you use that one up. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So it really just helps us a great deal. So our our people are still waiting that particular amount of time, but we don't have to wait it in, in the line. actual line. Or queue. Yes, or queue <laughs> if you're feeling British. Yes, yes. Uh, you can go to, you know, go ride something else that doesn't have a line or go in a store or go have lunch or whatever Perfect. the case may be. 
Excellent. And one other thing I just wanted to mention was, once again, my son is like now nine. So he's hitting that age where it's like a little difficult, like if I'm alone with him and he needs to go to the restroom. Yeah. Because you get to a certain age where women are not too fond of you bringing your sons in. You know, when they're little guys, really little. That's okay. Like whatever. That can yeah. pass. Yeah. And most of the time, you know, if we're all together, obviously my husband will just take him. And as I said, now that Dash is turning into a commando, he's usually on that, you know, team commando. So he's with my husband anyhow. So I'll take him. But if I'm alone with him and he's got to go, um, Disney does have a number of companion restrooms on property in the theme parks and the resorts as well. And... That just makes it nice and easy. You can go in uh, if your person needs extra assistance and it's like a private like family bathroom, basically. You lock the door and you're in there with your people and That's get your business done. That's very nice. So, very yeah, nice. It's really helpful. Excellent. All right. So we talked a little bit about Dash and the DAS pass right. that he's entitled to have that he, since he has autism. And let's talk a little bit now about your mother-in-law because this trip that you took with her was your first time with her and her need for a wheelchair. So how does that influence the way that your trip works? Right. So this was a whole new thing for us. We had never had that before. So the first thing we did was even in booking the room because we took care of booking the accommodations. So did that online and there was an option. If you go online, we actually did it through DVC. But if you go through the standard Disney website, ask if you need an accessible room. Like, yes. We actually, at this point, do need an accessible room. And there are actually different types of accessible rooms. So there are rooms for people uh, in wheelchairs or with mobility issues. There are also rooms for people with who are deaf or have uh, hearing loss. Okay. So things like that. So obviously the one we needed was for the wheelchair. And even amongst that, there were like a couple of choices. So it was much more detailed than I had imagined it would be. Uh, and the one that we picked for her that that the uh, in-laws had said that he would like is one with a roll-in shower. Okay. So this was a one-bedroom villa over at Beach Club Villas. And it was interesting because we were in a two-bedroom villa at Beach Club Villas. So it was just interesting seeing the differences between the two. So very briefly, as I was able to uh, go to their room with them the first time they saw it and we all went in there together. And just a few subtle differences, like the the countertops in the kitchen were like a little higher. Oh, So a person yeah. with a wheelchair would be able to roll under there and, you know, do what they wanted to do with the cooking and slicing and whatever you're doing there. The microwave, instead of being installed up high, was down on top of the counter so somebody in a wheelchair nice. could reach it. There were the bars in the bathroom, like you'll see in, mm-hmm. you know, in handicapped um, bathrooms. Uh, it did have the roll-in shower. Where the where you floor could, is just flush, right? You right. There was just... like a little lip to okay. right where the, the shower uh, would come up. and But it was like foldable. It was a lip that could be folded down. Okay. So you could like run your wheelchair right oh, over it okay. and go into it. And then it would sort of flop itself back up to keep the water in. It gotcha. Was, it was nifty. It's like, ooh, this is nice. Fancy. Uh, yeah. And so, and just different little things like the the furniture arrangement, it felt, was a little bit different, making enough room for a wheelchair to go through very comfortably. Sure. The... Uh, Every DVC villa in a one-bedroom and above will have a washer and dryer, so you can do your own laundry. And ours are, a set, if you've seen our video where I showed our um, villa, it was one of those, like, stacked units. Like, yep. a, you know, washer and a dryer. Theirs was just one unit that would both wash and dry the clothes. Very like cool. Like one machine. And so, and they did that because it's 
you know, low to the floor. So this person in a wheelchair would be able to access That's all of that in one machine. So just little differences like that. It was really cool. As well as like the front door, you know, you have the, the safety people up top. Uh-huh. And there's, so it'd be that one, the usual one. And then also one lower down. So somebody in a wheelchair could, you I know. I never would have even thought of that. I, and so that later on throughout the trip, we're walking past just other hotel rooms. And it's like, oh, that must be an accessible room. Look, they've got an additional <laughs> you know, people. people. <laughs> so that was cool. So the room, very accommodating. Uh, Also, something that was so helpful for them was Magical Express. So something that can be really hard is just, well, for anybody, is just managing all this luggage. Sure. But if you you have a mobility disability, can imagine be that much difficult, more difficult trying to move your luggage around. So it was great for them being able to be at the home airport, hand off all the luggage, yep. and then not have to worry about it until, lo and behold, a Deceit cast member is delivering it to the hotel That's room. That's awesome. That was awesome. Uh, and I knew that they'd be taking the... They decided to fly, so I knew they'd be taking Magical Express. I'd taken Magical Express a number of times before, knew there was no way my mother-in-law would be able to climb onto a standard Magical Express bus. Right. Because those are like the super motor coaches. You yeah. Know, very nice. And they've but got those like, steep stairs yes, going into seriously. it. Seriously. It's like, this is not going to work. How are we going to do this? So I called up Disney called and you know asked them about Magical Express. I'm like, oh, that's fine. She's in a wheelchair. Just let us know. So I gave them all the information, said she will need accessibility options for this. They said, we have special buses with wheelchair lifts. Like, alrighty then. Perfect. Uh, so I heard from my father-in-law later that turns out, and I had told them specifically which flight this was, of course, that they showed up in the Orlando airport and they had to, like, make the request again. So it took a little longer, like another 20-minute wait, but not the end of the world. And one did come with a, a lift to enable her to get on. So we didn't see that, but when they left later in the trip, after a few days, we got to see sort of, you know, the the reverse of it. when The they were Tragical leaving, Express. The Tragical Express. And Amy, I'm trying. I'm going to be trying to find a photo here to show Amy while I talk, because it was so cool. I had thought it might be like the Disney buses, you know, where they get on, sort of through this back door and get yeah. Because we've all seen this if you've been on a Disney bus and they will fold up some seats and get you in there. It was a completely different thing. It was a giant motor coach. This one had Disney Cruise Line on the the side, so it was a Disney Cruise Line boat. You'll have people showing up for a Disney cruise who use a wheelchair, and so you'll have to be able to transport them, obviously. But it was this gigantic metal lift that came out of the side of the bus. What? And then came down, and then she was able to roll the wheelchair on. They got a position onto the lift, and then it lifted her up and sort of tucked the lift. It's hard to explain, but it was it was quite magical. Like a cherry picker on the side of the bus. A little bit. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And it just, it took care of all the things. That's amazing. It, yeah. It was just, it really was. It's like, how in the world? That's know, super cool. Yeah, it was super cool. So it was just great to see that. And something I had told them before was this idea that when you come to Disney World on vacation, you'll probably see more wheelchairs, ECVs, scooters than you will like almost anywhere else ever in life because Disney's does such a great job of helping people who have disabilities. Oh, I just found a picture of my mother-in-law with a lift. So here's the lift, the lift coming down, rolled, rolled on and she is going up. (laughs) That's almost like a fun ride in and of itself. So it it was very cool to see. And so just the whole side of the bus like comes out and folds over to the side. 
and this lift comes down wow. to the floor level, and then she's, you know, lifted up onto it, and so she did not have to leave her wheelchair at all. So that very is comfortable, amazing. very smooth, and your re- wheelchair just becomes your, you know, ride to the airport. Easy Super peasy. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Love that. So that's how they got back and forth from the airport, and then the Disney buses, as we all know. Uh, have a special place for people in wheelchairs uh, with mobility issues to wait. So there are only two spots for people with wheelchairs on each Disney bus, typically. And some seats have to, like, fold up that otherwise people would sit on. And then the person is taken up. If you're in a party with somebody in a wheelchair, that person will be brought onto the bus first, and then your party can get on with them, usually, like, six, up to six people. If you're traveling with a gigantic group, they, you know... Be polite and don't have everyone do this, but they'll take a, you know, a smaller group on with them and then load everybody else onto the bus after that. At the end, everybody else gets off first and the bus driver will help the person with a wheelchair or uh, ECV or scooter off last. Perfect. So sort of the, the reverse of that. So that was travel back and forth from the parks. And then in the various rides, we found a lot of them were very accessible. Uh, we talked before about the DAS pass that we have for our son, uh, dash. So if you're just in a, a wheelchair or have just a mobility, you know, disability and issue, you typically will not need a DAS pass because the accommodation you need is just to be able to get your wheelchair through the lines, really, to be able mm-hmm. to enjoy it like uh, a typical person would. And Disney at this point has adjust, have adjusted all of the lines and queues so that virtually all of them are wheelchair accessible. Perfect. So it's already built into the system. You don't need an extra accommodation on top of that. There, and there are a number of the rides that you can ride, take your wheelchair directly onto, which is cool. Yeah. And then there are uh, a few others that you have to, in Disney terms, transfer okay. out of your wheelchair, sometimes out of your scooter into a standard wheelchair, or sometimes out of your wheelchair or scooter, just physically be able to transfer into the ride vehicle itself. Gotcha. So we'll give you the link. And there are different rides that do different things. But I was impressed with just, just to mention one, my mother-in-law, you know, back in the day, loved roller coasters. We see where, you know, our son Dash and where her son Sam gets all of this. Loved, loved roller coasters. So really wanted to get her, you know, onto some roller coasters. Like, can we do this? And we went to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train able to get her on. That is so cool. So we, we went with the, and when you approach in a, um, our stroller is wheelchair as we do it, or somebody in a, you know, an actual wheelchair staff member will ask, you know, is this person able to transfer? Mm-hmm. And with my uh, son Dash, obviously, yes, able to transfer. With my mother-in-law, much can transfer, but a lot more difficult. Yes. And so you just need some extra time. And rides where you have to, like, step down into something are difficult uh-huh. uh, because of her disability. But... In Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, they have a special car at the end, and there's certain rides with, like, a special car that they can bring in, and they're able to, like, open the back flap of one... It's hard to describe. Open the back door of the last car in the train so that she could basically almost, like, walk onto it. And there's no, like, step down It wasn't a huge step down like it would be otherwise. So it just made it that much easier to do. Very cool. Yeah. I love that Disney makes everything so accommodating. Oh, yeah, so much. It's a place where you can go and still have a great, yeah, and you know, real vacation, and not feel like you're being made to just sit out on the sidelines. 
And, well, like you were mentioning, this is your mother-in-law, but there's a lot of families that are, like, multi-generational. And sometimes yes. mm-hmm. grandparents, you know, they are in a wheelchair or a scooter or something. Mm-hmm. They Everybody wants to experience the same things Absolutely. together. So yeah. it just makes it that the whole family can yeah. do the attractions as one. And, and really, I think that, that goes back to the core magic of it all because there's that story that that Walt Disney himself got the ideas for the parks by have you heard that story where he took his girls to like a local amusement park oh yeah and he was like sitting on a park bench while they rode the carousel or something it's like no we need a park where the whole family can be on the the rides together and experience the things together or you might have a sibling that's in a wheelchair and they can't ride with their brother or sister and they're feeling left out and this way everyone can go on it's so much you're not leaving somebody on the Mm -hmm. sidelines yeah everybody is getting to participate and have these you know great experiences so yeah love that yeah Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for episode 65. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And you can now also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out.